Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP. As always, your boy Dave Neal and Tasha Courtney. Hello. Wow, that was a chipper. Cheerio. <laughs> Doesn't it feel strange to give an intro when we've been literally uh, together for nine months straight during this quarantine pandemic of ours? We haven't moved, folks. We're yeah, still we here. Yeah, we really haven't. We uh, did a little decorating for the holidays, but yeah, we've just been in our apartment for months on end. I tell you what, we are, I would say uh, we are on a thriving stage of the uh, 2020 year, sort of like ending it relatively strongly. We survived Christmas, which I think might be a deal breaker for a lot of couples this quarantine I don't know. I mean, I think hopefully by now, lots of people have kind of like worked out the kinks. Like I'm sure there were couples back in March who like both of them worked nine to five jobs in an office. And the only time that they spent together was like a few hours each evening, you know, and maybe they had dance class or pottery or like went to the gym, you know, maybe it was even more limited than that. And uh, when you're setting your routines, you know, you someone throws a wrench in it well What's for this me dog doing? the dog's going nuts i don't know he thinks they have food or something <laughs> the uh, dog's underneath us we're in the home studio for me it was tough because i'm so i'm so like goal driven and when you're in the apartment i don't feel like i can get anything done whether it's your fault or not i feel like it's like playtime. so without having like a designated workplace to go to i just wasn't I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to kind of like get to that spot. So do once, but when you started going back to do it to work, I'd, I would start being like, all right, Tasha's going to be gone for four hours. I can get some, I can get twice as much done with you. Not here. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I think, I, I guess if I compare, like we, we sort of, we figured out what worked for us. Right. We, we kind of got in a groove, uh, realizing that like, we've talked about this before on the podcast that I do a lot of work on my phone or on my iPad and you do a lot of work on your computer because you're editing, but you also do a lot of non-work. You watch YouTube videos, whatever. But I try to do that when I'm like washing dishes. That's like my passive thing. Sure. To do. But I think we figured out the, the difference between like fooling around on our phone, tablet, computer, and working on our phone, tablet, and computer. And I think we worked out um, sort of not necessarily consciously. I think we kind of worked out a schedule. Like when I would see that you were editing or doing something, I would also do editing or blog writing or whatever so that we could kind of be productive at the same time so that when we were both fried at the end of the day, then we could just have hangout time together. And we kind of like aligned our schedules in that well, way i did i did a good deed today by by telling you i'm gonna make a video it's gonna be done by this amount of time so because i feel like for you like sometimes i know all right this video is gonna take me uh two hours to bang out blah 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 i'll be done after that you know sometimes it goes longer or whatever but i have a general idea and for you, you just see me working and you don't know if this is gonna be a whole yeah, thing or you I wiping don't know up my what Sunday. the uh end time the out time is going to be oh and for vlogmas we'll do a quick recap and for our podcast only listeners we've invested a lot of time into and i say we and i do appreciate all of your support but when it comes to the back end it's me i mean you found me sleeping on my laptop just like passed out oh, and i wake up like oh finishing work like i've literally just been like 
that it's like been my version of like grad school trying to like pass the bar exam has been me trying to make 25 videos 25 days in a row and i i mean i had every ounce of faith that you could do it but i am surprised by how quickly it went i mean i guess we're getting so old that 25 days a whole month just flies by. flies by like i feel like we literally just got the christmas decorations up and i know that we put them up the day after thanksgiving because that's how I am. But I'm, I guess that is only a month. I'm I guess already preparing for 2021 Vlogmas. I'm already... Yeah, it's a runaway train. And this is life. It's a runaway train. And the idea is how can we lasso it so that we can sort of build that momentum? Because as time slips by, you build this resentment and go, where did my life go? I wanted to write a book. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So I did want to let people know we're going to talk about goal setting in a really cool way for um, for leading up to next year. Because my whole thought with New Year's is like, it's nice to hit the ground running and not be like, all right, it's New Year's uh, 1st. It's uh, January 1st. Um, I'm hungover. Let's get Chinese food and talk no, about the year. I think year. it's important to set a plan. And, and in addition to setting a plan, I think it's important to have like an honest end of year sort of recap. Like I think it would be smart for us when as we set our plans for 2021 set our goals for 2021 to have a sort of end of year like uh audit. Review. review yeah an audit yeah like what what did we do well what did we accomplish that we're super proud of where do we feel like we fall sh we fell short 2020 we improve for next year 2020 to me feels like we went into this like a like a like a gymnast like super strong ready for the olympics ready to go and then on my first floor routine i just broke my knee just broke it and then but and then the, but it happened so early on that i was able to recover and actually become stronger in some ways i mean you you know for me my youtube quadrupled in an instant and when you look at the charts it's like it's not where i want it to be but it is certainly in a direction that I can sleep at night knowing, all right, this is, and <clears throat> with Vlogmas, the idea, and it's like, if you want to lose weight, go, go sign up for a 5k tomorrow or whatever, because the second you're putting yourself out there to do something where there's a little bit of framework around it, that's why people love the Spartan races, which they, they took a big hit this year because all the Spartan races and all that, they, you know, haven't been able to do any of them. But the, the idea of having the community support you and setting your goals out there for others to see gives you that sort of uh, desire to fulfill it because it's like I it's said I was going to. accountable. Yeah. And sometimes people undermine themselves like saying they're going to do this, they're going to do that. Uh, I think it, it, different methods work better for different people. Like sometimes you really just need to grind them in, in private and then show your accomplishments or your That doesn't work for me. No, I agree. I, I think, um, well, it, I guess it sort of depends on the task, but I know like there's no way I'm going to work out every single day unless I am posting a 30 day challenge <laughs> on Instagram. Like there's, you know, it's a way to like incorporate your ego into the mix and go, all right, look, 
I know I can't go without sugar, so I'm going to set up a 24-hour live stream on that cookie jar, and if anyone catches me, and and, it, and it's worked well for people with addiction, Alcohols Anonymous. We looked at it with The Bachelorette with um, Zach, the winner of The Bachelor. I say winner. He's in, he in, proposed to Tasha, and they are living together in New York, and we actually really like them together, but he's an addiction specialist. He's been sober for nine years, and you know, first of all, you got everyone accusing him of drinking on the show because he's having like sparkling sight or something like you know the, anyway the i digress but point is is you find a community that of other addicts you find a community of people that share the same struggles and it it makes it so much more bearable like you're not alone and when it comes to pursuing our dreams we're not alone in the fact that we're in a world that has let a lot of people down including us as far as the old golden you know american dream it, it let us down we couldn't begin to work hourly and expect to save enough for a home. It'll pass us by. The whole I'm not going to even make it political. The whole thing let us down. What can we do on the short? We can control that we start raising, you know, our reach and how much. Are you done adjusting the arms? No, I'm full. Driving me insane over here, babe. You You're gotta over there get doing a grip. this flamingo dance <laughs> as I'm trying to go on a rant. <laughs> the hell is wrong All with right, you? All right, well I'm nearly done now. Anyway, so so yeah, it's it's about. It's about holding ourselves accountable. but And I don't even mean that in a, in a discouraging way. Like I didn't, I bought the 90 day screenplay and I'm on like day, I've been on day 22 for about 18 to 25 days now. Yeah, but you also committed yourself to Vlogmas. So it's kind of like you can't stretch yourself too thin. Sometimes you just got to work on one thing at a time. Vlogmas and was so easy. took up every bit of your time though. It wasn't Vlogmas. It was the five other videos a week of content I was making. That was just incredible. But in a, a big shout out to, to everyone who supported me, it was incredible. And Tasha, as you guys know, for the audio only people, you got to check out Vlogmas day 24. We opened up presents from Jen Murphy and in Canada and we got gifts from people all over and how thoughtful and it really was amazing. And of course, of course I can't I can't not thank the Patreon and and just the podcast community in general, from Ben to um, to Vicky and Oz and everybody that that exists in that world that has supported us. I mean, you can't even begin to quantify what somebody's five dollar donation means because when you add a couple of those up, it buys this, and that leads me to the next thing, and then I got to invest in the hundred dollar cord. And then at the time, I was like. And I know whenever I buy a, a cord, you're always looking at me like, do you really need this? And I got to like sell it to you. And as I'm selling it to myself, and I'm like, well, the cord says it'll get me to be able to live stream from here to do that. And if I can just spend a hundred bucks to create more content, that thing paid for itself two days later, you know? So it's about like finding ways to invest in yourself. But what, what, what I've, what I've been coming back to is a lot of, a lot of the mantras uh, about people saying, if something doesn't bring you joy or happiness, just find a way to either work it out of your life or find a way to, to, to enjoy what you do. And in the book we're going to talk about, which is a, an amazing gratitude journal, which we started today, I, I'll say it more, less than it's part gratitude, but part um, like a self-actualizing journal. You know, they have a Wayne Dyer quote, which is um, when you change the way you look at things, the way you look at things change. And down to the atomic level, when you when you start to look into things more closely, they, they act differently. And that's how it works with positivity and love and not treating like what you do as a chore. And Tasha calls me out on this all the time for talking about my hustle today. You know, you said, well, you shouldn't call it um, the grind if it's something that, you know, there needs to be a more positive word. And I could defend my use of the word grind. There is a nostalgia I have to like 
gutting it out, but not in the way where it doesn't serve you. Gutting it out and being prideful of all the hours you put in doesn't mean much if those hours aren't towards a dream of yours and don't kind of possess that energy of love. Yeah, I've said on the podcast on more than one occasion that I really hate the trope of the starving artist because I think it does us a disservice who are in creative work that we it's almost like conditioned us to think that we have to pay our dues, that we have to put in endless amounts of unpaid hours before we deserve success. And I don't agree. I, I don't think that's true. I think... Um, it's just as easy for us for things to come easy as they should um, as it is for things to be hard. So I don't like to use the word, especially when we're talking about um, manifesting uh, or law of attraction. The Well, they talk about words and feelings a lot, right? Like experts in manif manifesting or law of attraction talk about like making sure that the feelings that you're associating with your wants and desires are aligned with the outcome right, right? so instead of saying like um i'm sick of being sick and tired that would be a negative way to those say are negative words. i'm enjoying all the health that's coming to me or like i'm i'm tired of being so broke like you need to reframe it like i am wealthy Right. right. You, I've got my you, health. You my need wealth. to always when you're um, manifesting or doing mantras to like make sure that your words have a positive connotation. So for me, the idea of the grind or the hustle or hard work, those are all like words that make me feel icky. But actionable steps, you know, achieving my goals. So those feel like positive, empowering words to me. So those are the words I want to use when I'm talking about like accomplishing what I've set my mind to. So I want to introduce this journal that Tasha got me for Christmas. And I have and I to bought say, myself one too. I have to. Oh, Tasha was so good at buying herself gifts this year. <laughs> she bought me reusable Ziploc bags, folks. <laughs> reusable zip she bought me the, the in best in case anyone doesn't know dave packs me my lunches almost every day and it's the sweetest most loving the thing best that he gift does. you bought me was well there's a lot and i'll go through them as we talk about this journal but the best gift was a step a folding step ladder so i can now reach the top shelf <laughs> of the cupboard which is where all the baking supplies are so it's your way of saying here get me chocolates faster <laughs> no no but i appreciate those those were throwaway gifts i appreciate them the one i love the most i'm actually using on my laptop right now is this laptop pillow and i posted these all on vlogs on vlog miss if you haven't seen those youtube videos but this is a way for me to use my laptop while it is sitting on my lap but it's got a built-in pillow attached to it and it's also with this like high-end kind of like barnyard wood look so it's and that and it really was actually at a good deal i think it was only 35 bucks or something like that so really uh, i was really happy with that i was really happy with um my trx cords which we used for the first time today which is like a home gym is so and it was kind of a pricey thing for me to ask for but uh i knew they always say like uh get something nice even if it's a smaller thing than buying a whole bunch of junk and you know yeah or don't be afraid to like put your one bigger ticket item on the list if it's something that's like really important to you or that you know you're gonna use anyway, like, that you wouldn't buy yourself so for you i got you that bralette are you wearing it right now i sure am can you give a peek throw my nipple so we gotta get some views so the bralette was i got at aloe which is was a 
a very expensive store and and you know per ounce was probably more expensive than the ring that your engagement ring but i was like oh it's good quality and i'm sure there's better there's just as good quality at a lesser price but it's it's like the idea of are you gonna love wearing this and my like my buddy jonathan he would always spoil himself and he would always get himself something really nice or he'd be like you know i just want to feel that nice like feeling of like wealth and abundance around him and it's i i value that versus like my my poor old stepdad who's doing really well in life, but he won't spend 20 bucks on a pair of sneakers. You know, it's just like, it's like, it, it drives me insane. But that's like, he's a child of the World War II parents. So it's like, he just can't have like a nice shoe. Getting into, I mean, money mindset is one of the most complicated things out there. I think that there are probably coaches who specialize in money mindset because in the same way we have to kind of convince ourselves that we deserve success. We deserve to be treated well in life. We deserve to have our heart's deepest desires. Uh, I think a lot of people have to convince themselves that, um, you know, having wealth isn't inherently evil. You know, a lot of people confuse like the biblical, the love of money is the root of all evil with money equals evil, which is not the case. Uh, but uh, how was I getting at this? Well, we oh, I was just saying that it's, it's a little bit complicated. And for some people, I know for me, okay, so I moved to Los Angeles with the car that I had had since I was 16. A real beater, folks. A three-door Saturn. Uh, yeah, a Saturn SC2 with the third door that opened backwards. And that's where my brother's car seat was when he was little. It was that, like, little backwards door. Uh, but, yeah, it that car had given me a lot of years and a lot of miles. And I come from a family where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you drive your cars till they die at 200,000 plus miles. You know, you use your things until you can't use them anymore. Uh, but my car would overheat, like something was wrong with a coolant. So I like couldn't even, it was like a risk to drive myself to Orange County. And it was like, definitely I was going to have to pull over on the side of the highway if I was driving to San Diego. And at the time I was doing a lot of print work in Orange County and San Diego. And my friend Cherub had to convince me, like, you deserve to have a car that makes you feel good. You deserve to have a car that you know is reliable. And a shiny thing that you feel good when you show up to castings knowing that you look good. That She's it, great for you. Because she definitely is that way and she books a ton of commercials. and Yeah, but she had to, you know, she ha helped me to change my mindset around what I deserve. And now I'm not saying, you know, I also, like really appreciate the FI um, mindset and lifestyle. And so I don't really believe Financial in, independence. I don't believe in unnecessary spending. But I think that you have a point that sometimes uh, you have to trick yourself into an outcome, right? You have to trick yourself into a mindset that's going to improve you in the long term. Well, it's like in skiing. So if that means buying yourself a nice new workout outfit to encourage you to go to the gym because you'll feel excited and empowered and you'll feel like you belong and, and you'll be, you know, you, you'll feel good because you look good, then that's great. Go for it. If you need to buy a new car because your old one is gonna break down for good one of these days and you need to be convinced that you deserve to sit in a nice looking car then good go for it if that's gonna help you book more work because your confidence level Isn't is higher it's interesting too because it's hard to quantify when when it comes to like jobs with what we have where 
you know, the the impo- the scarcity mindset says just record the podcast on your iPhone, which I still recommend to people if they're hosting their own podcast. Your iPhone's got a pretty solid, just get in a you know sound treated area like a closet, and you'll be good. But uh, but the the point is is that like you you have to convince your brain in your your kind of spirit that you're heading in a certain direction before it happens when they teach you how to ski they say look left and you'll start to drift that way you kind of drift into the direction that you're looking and that can be looking physically but also just what you're setting your attention intentions to and and again yeah like or tricking your mind with your mood you know the the thing with the pencil you put a pencil in your mouth i'll show you like this if you put a pen or a pencil in your mouth like this it turns up the corners of your mouth so it your it your brain thinks you're smiling and you'll be put in a better mood because smiling makes you feel better. So if you don't have it in you to actually just smile yourself, just stick a pin in your mouth. There you go, folks. The wide way. Don't just stick it in like you're <laughs> deep throating a ticondera. Uh, so, but that what's hard actually, as we talk about this, and I know we've been teasing it, we we are going to talk about the journal. But what's hard is living together in a in a dainty studio. We we both can only move as fast as the other will let us in different ways. So if you're, and I say that sort of as a limitation, but I'd have to be a psychopath to just race forward if you're hung up on something and vice versa. So like we have to be in relationships, you have to be on the same page with your kind of self-actualizing. Uh, and it, I mean, I can be better at like at um, sp- uh, spearheading a certain thing and you might be better at finessing something. You're better at details and I'm better at just like, turn it on, let's fire it up, we're going. Like every single episode of the podcast is like, honey, I'm turning the button on, just get in here. And, but, but it, it's good to have differences, but also being on the same page spiritually is very tough because we have different hang-ups from the way we've had imprints on our life. Your parents grew up in the same cul-de-sac, essentially, call it a cul-de-sac, street, whatever, but they grew up in the same town, and here you are in Hollywood doing, trying to, like, blow things up. My mom was a single mom. Every decision she wants me to make is, like, the safest decision in the world, and she is a spiritual lady to an extent, but she's still, like, once, you know, parents give you one, they, they want the worst, they want the safest thing for you. And sometimes you need to take the most bold risks. And we're both at a place where I think we've looked at that crossroads of like, do we go with safety or pursue our dreams? And we just blew that stop sign. We blew it, honey. And we're at that point where it's like, well, you might as well go all in if you're going to live a life that's not going to be dependent on a salaried position or on certain other things. It's like, we, if we are the export, we got to go all in on it. So it's important to have all your ducks in a row if you're pursuing a life that's outside the realm of just an hourly employee or salary or whatever it is. Because and they, they'll say, they'll show like, you know, people get into their 50s, they've reached that top of the quote unquote like chain of command. And they're like, what was I doing with my life? What was the passion? What were the well, dreams? Everybody's values are different. And that's something that's important to like recognize in yourself. What do you truly value the most? And even though we blew through the security stop sign, I still do really value security in my life. But I think I've found it in other ways. You know, I've have a nice steady partner of almost seven years. Five plus folks. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're going on lucky sevens. You know, I have, like I mentioned earlier, lived a frugal lifestyle and I. Tasha, ta- I'll interrupt you because it's a compliment and Tasha will let you interrupt her if it's a compliment. But you gave me 
it, one of the best affirmations I've ever received on Christmas evening. You what said, was it? you said I was perfect for you. I took it as you saying I was perfect, but you were saying I was perfect for you. But that, and, I, and again, I'm giving you the compliment because for you to, for you to be brave enough to tell me that is a very vulnerable thing for you to do. And knowing you, the, the more I've known you, the more I've cherished the moments where you get real like that. Because I think it, it's one thing if you're like a, some city slicker who tells everyone what they want to hear, but that's, I mean, that took a, that took a lucky seven, you know, 70% of a decade for me to get the, <laughs> the perfection out of you. Whoa, Tasha Marie. But we, but we, we challenged ourselves. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what, what point you're even making. I don't but either. We, I don't remember I'm, what I was I apologize, about. folks. It was a compliment. You're allowed to cut your off your partner when it's a compliment. But we challenged ourselves. And this year, Christmas time was a very specific challenge because you value so much being with your family. And I predicted all sorts of breakdowns. And honestly, this was some of the most level-headed you've ever been. So I don't know if it's around the corner or what. But but the idea that we were able Look at to... how well-balanced I am when I'm not working 100 hours. Could it be the white wine, everybody? So to, so again, we're jumping all over, but we're going to steer this ship. Uh, let, let Santa Claus guide these reindeer. But uh, pull the can out. Where's the can? So, oh, ta- so, so a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, we were at Walmart and they had 12 cans of Christmas. Yeah, uh, it was... Well, it's over there. 12 days of wine from Tasty, the internet people. And uh, just 12 ounces, 12 ounce cans. Well, it's 12 cans, which is two glasses. So it's six bottles of wine. Basically, it's a pack of of wine and you know it's 12 days of christmas you do your 12 wines of christmas but they wanted 70 dollars for this 70 plus and you know when i when i first saw it on the end cap i was like ooh, and then i saw the price tag and i was like absolutely not uh but we were at walmart a few days ago the day before christmas actually returning the uh lights that we didn't use and uh it was marked down manager special to 20 bucks so i jumped on that and stuck it under the tree and now here we are enjoying day three of wine which which it's only the second day we've done it but we've doubled up on wines today yeah we had a lunch wine (laughs) we had a lunch wine it's sunday you have a lunch wine Uh, so if you're not why Tosh is feeling extra generous it's the rosé and the sauvignon blanc that's in there she doubled up but uh, i love that we're in that phase of the relationship where instead of Pressing each other with uh, 12 days of wine on the appropriate days. It's like, all right, we'll just wait a week and a half. We'll show it. It's like we're almost more like uh, our love language is now a timely deals. <laughs> we're, we're at the timely deals of love. Saving money. Yeah. It's like, honey, I could have gotten you this Valentine's Day chocolate last week. but I'm this- trying to have a fully funded retirement account and save for a house. There you go. There you go. So so anyway, uh, I, I shared a few gifts that we got. But uh, of course, one of the most thoughtful gifts was this book, which is called The I Am Journal, Manifest Your Burning Desire. Uh, on the cover, it says, I am grateful, I am joyful, I am abundant, I am successful, I am worthy. And then it says, I am blank. I put Dave, but I think you were supposed to put something else. But since we, it both, doesn't matter. Got, you know, we I, both got a copy, so I thought it'd be smart if I put Dave in front of mine so we're not mixing, mixing each other's up. journals up. Uh, you know, I... I heard, actually, I think it was Sophia Spolino, who is one of my internet friends and heroes on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I think she posted, she must have posted this on her story. It was a mantra, but it was like, some people have it easy. Some people make lots of money. Some people find success, whatever in life. I am some people. 
And I th- so I think it's very appropriate that you wrote your name on the book. I am grateful, joyful, abundant, successful, worthy. I am me. I'm Dave. I'm, I'm Tasha. Dave. I'm not David. Don't go calling me David unless you're my sister <laughs> yelling at me. David Coleman. No one wants to hear it. Um, you know, we earlier were talking about how the starving artist and this is the, uh, the exact opposite because it's I am. Je suis. Uh, I am is in the present and how important it is. And guys, folks, if you have to understand when it comes to laws of affirmation, it's I, I always like enjoyed the book, The Secret, but to me, it was always a coloring book to what it actually is. The law of attraction is like begets like. It, it's it's on the metaphysical level. It's on the uh, astronomical level. It's everywhere inside of us that you know electrons are trying to join up and pair up. And 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 loving energy wants loving energy, and negative energy attracts negative energy. We've all we all know energy vampires. We've all dated them. We've all had them as bosses and best friends. And maybe we've been that person to others. And it's important to recognize it when you see it. Loving energy is like a radio signal that's your best signal. You, no matter where you're driving, you turn that on and you can broadcast that and you can hear it. And not only can you hear it, other carts can receive it. And it's one of those things, your loving energy as the highest frequency is the energy that resounds with everyone. It uplifts others. It attracts others. So when you love what you do, you just you can't get into um, being an um, uh, uh, anesthesiologist if you don't love medicine or... You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're going to make a lot of money. Your parents will tell you it's a safe thing to do, but there's nothing safe about putting a gun to your head because, no, but seriously, like how many people- That took a dark turn. How many lawyers commit suicide in cops and other people? There's certain professions that people end up hating what they do. It brings them zero joy. They see no way out. And the suicide rate's so much higher. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it's it's also there's there's also other reasons. You know, with stand up, the suicide rate's pretty abysmal. But that's because you know it's a drug and alcohol, and it's a dark art, dark art as it were. But the point is, is that that you know you have to do what you love in life, and then find a way to make that kind of make you money. Try to tr- let's say it's because currency is all made up anyway, right? It's just a standard we set. So how do you, t- how do you turn this arbitrary thing like a dollar bill? And how does that become, how does that, how, how do like, how do you get paid to make people laugh? To me, the, the first 20 bucks I ever made doing stand up was the most mind blowing thing in the world to receive that 20 bucks. Pretend like, cause the, the, at the comedy clubs, they would have the bartender pay you out. He was like the manager. So you'd sign, you'd sign the check and he, or you'd sign like a tab and he'd give you like 20 or 25 bucks in cash. And then you'd have to pretend to act cool as you just put it in your pocket. But then you'd get around the corner and you'd be like, what? And. That's worth more than a thousand dollars any day of the book, any day of the week, because of the way it's received. And it's, I mean, do you remember the first time you were able to turn something you loved into money and just like had awe about it? Can you think of an example? I mean, you you were kind of doing some fun things early on in life, but like could, like in in the fashion world or in yeah, or even in no, mo- like, like what was your first modeling paycheck? Where you know not like I know you did it as a kid, but what was your first modeling paycheck where you're living alone and like you got that and you you're gonna go put that in the bank like that's yours? I don't know. I mean, I I don't really. You don't have like a moment where you were just like, Anything wow. really specific. You actually, you know what really gets me going is getting paid to make travel content. Like getting paid to travel as a model is so much fun. Well, and indirectly that beer company that paid you was a result of you putting in the work to build your following. And that was a fun example where, and by the way, I had to buy the beer. 
I had to go. I bought. I paid for the six pack of beer, and I had to throw. They a, reimbursed. I had to throw like they reimbursed you. I didn't get any money out of it, <laughs> but I I had to like you know we you know you took an Instagram photo and they were like, "What's your rate?" And we were you were just talking about numbers, and you're like throughout you're like what you know doubled whatever you thought they would have said yes to, and they're like, "All right," and I was like, "Oh." there's a currency here to doing what you love to do. And that might not have been like the end all dream for you, but you were able to turn something you had built up on your own and then kind of monetize it in a certain way. So this book that you bought me and you bought yourself, which I, I truly am so happy you bought is, is going to do a lot to us this year. And I wanted to talk about it this episode because it's a week before new year's and it's time for people to get on board, but it's only got about maybe 10 pages or so that kind of explain 20, 20 pages. 20 really? That 30. many pages? Did I get through all yeah, those? Yeah, no, here I am on page 31 of 35 before the journaling actually starts. If anyone pays real close attention to our podcast or to Tasha's content, you'll know that you've been looking for a very specific way to journal Kind of like a fill in the blank Mad Well, Lib. I've been asking for a workbook. I've been asking for recommendations. Uh, I've gotten a lot of great recommendations, but nothing was exactly what I wanted. This really isn't even exactly what I wanted, but it comes close in that it's a fill in the blank. Uh, do I wish it had a little bit more? Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Dave? Uh, like variety? Yes, because it does. This journal is repetitive. It's and that's the point of it is to get you to like really hone in on your burning desire statement, what you want to attract for the year. What's your top priority? How are you going to get there? It, it asks you to talk about gratitude. Well, let's um, let's t- let's talk about it. So okay. it's it's essentially a morning and evening ritual. And again, let's not kill ourselves if we miss a day or two. Or even a week. Just let's, because I we understand what resistance is. You felt it this morning when I was like, babe, did you get your burning desire written? And you were like, it's not completed. It's like, yeah, no crap, it's not. It's day one. It's all right. It's, it's okay. Mine's, mine's super, I'm going to share it with people, but mine is super botchy and clunky and I'm okay with it's that. Day it's day one, morning day one. one. You're yeah. allowed to, I'm not, it's going to be refined by I'm the not, time you get to the end of this book. So essentially there's, and I'll explain what a burning desire statement is, but you write in your every, every one page a day, one page for morning, one page for evening, your burning desire statement, you write it down. When you write things, magical stuff happens. You're looking at it, you're sounding it out in your head, you're you're doing the action of saying it's very good to write. And, and, in, and in today's world, we don't write nearly as much. Get it? I bought Tasha a dozen you were you what you were saying so you were like Tasha's very, very finicky with certain things uh if you haven't noticed and she's really wants a sharpie gel pen it's a new brand that came out it's not a new brand you go it's i need i need to do this with my with a good pen i can't do it with this pen and i'm just like you gotta this be kidding pen, me. listen i went on the hunt for a nice pen that felt right in my hand that felt right for this book and i couldn't find one well this, so this pen, pen is coming on tuesday on amazon prime we have a pen coming folks we have a dozen of the best sharpie gel pens medium 0.7 millimeter felt tip pens so um, you say your burning desire statement, then it's what intentional actions will you make today to attract it? You list three. How do you feel while making these conscious efforts? And then you say, I am. 
And then uh, for the evening, it's more, what am I grateful for? And in the evening, it's good to be grateful for things because it's your way of saying, these are the things that I have. This was what makes me happy. And then you go to bed and your subconscious just stews and all the things that you have and things that make you happy. And let me tell you something, the world works in some weird ways, but letting your brain stew over gratitude is way better than stewing over what's tomorrow's to-do list. What's, what's us? And so what am I missing? much of this kind of stuff, the experts say happens while you are unconscious. It happens in your subconscious on the subconscious level. Um, it's like, it's like muscle growth. You work out, you don't build muscle while you work out. You're just, you're just stretching the muscle. You're kind of shocking it. And then you go to bed and then but it, one of the best things you can do is go to bed with a feeling of gratitude, which is, um, one of the most powerful feelings for manifesting more things that you will be grateful for, right? So you you get yourself set up with a feeling of gratitude right before bed and then you just let your your mind do the work. You've got that feeling of positivity, of abundance, of gratitude and you're going to get more of those things. And so you're you are you're reiterating what's your burning desire statement or your I am, the things you're grateful for. And your feelings. The feelings is the very important part. So you, in the morning, you say your burning desire statement. You write down your intentional actions. You'll take each day to attract it, which is very important. Smart is actionable goals, right? Uh, how will you feel while making these conscious All right, break efforts? this one down for us. So The feeling aspect the f- of self-actualizing. So uh, you kind of touched on, but you didn't really get into the I am, right? You, you mentioned that this is not, we're not making future statements. We're making present statements because a big part of this is like convincing yourself that you already have this thing that you want, right? So that it will come to you. And then uh, the feelings associated with your burning desire statement, your want, are are another way to help attract it to you. So for you, did you read your burning desire statement? Well, then let me just explain what it is. So the burning desire statement is something that, and and again, boy, for not being a sponsor, this book is going to get some good uh, plug right now uh, because we really are, um, you know, we're all on board with this. Um, uh, Did I miss out where it is? So um, uh, one second. So the burning desire statement is something that kind of, it helps you come up with it by, by doing a few different exercises, uh, you know, of kind of like, uh, when thinking of what your burning desire is, remember two things, be limitless, focus on how, it, focus on how it will make you feel. So, um, it's all about kind of like creating, it's, it's like, it's like how a company has like a core statement, you know, a core belief, a movie's got a core, like this is what it is. Well, what is yours? And by telling you to be limitless, it really does open the floodgates. And now I've had, as you know, some people call in recently that have been far, far too congratulatory towards me on the live stream. Two calls from Australia. They've called in from South Africa. We know Sue's called in from the Northwest and people have been far too nice where I'm like, oh my, like overwhelming. Like I feel like I'm in some sort of, a, you know, um you know, a a church kind of seance where they're just all, you know, like I'm just being thrown on the floor, you know, shaking. And, and it's because they believe in me and I need to accept that and, 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 and think more limitless with, with my, with what I want. So, you know, they, they want run through the workbook and this is what I have completely botched. This is the beginning, but what is my burning desire? What is it that I want to do? 
Um, I, I have a burning desire to feel love and joy by bringing laughter to a large number of people. Uh, by as I increase my YouTube podcast, all that it'll I'll also be increasing the stages I perform on as the world opens back up. Money and all that come easily when you can reach that crowd. So it's not even like the I want the money, but I want that joy of feeling heard and in, in bringing people together. So to back it up a little bit, when you are coming up with your burning desire statement, it asks you very simply, what are your wants? What are the what are the things that you want in your life? For me, I wrote down travel. I wrote down wealth. I wrote down uh, uh, security or like a, something about having a home. Um, and can I? All right, do you want to just share yours? This is from page twenty three. I just saw. It. Okay, go ahead and read wealth, it. abundance, flexibility, and um, boy, can't read that. Flexible, be funnier, have my humor, pay the bills, travel on my terms. Uh, now pick the one thing you want to attract more than anything. This is your burning desire. And I wrote, create wealth with my comedy. I mean, that's it. And it doesn't mean that it's just comedy, but it's, you know, it's having fun and being jovial. But and- on the next page, it asked you to break it down further. It asked you to associate the feeling, to, to identify the feelings that you associate with your burning desire. If you had this thing in your life, how would it make you feel? So for you, making money with comedy, what did you write down for your, how would it make you feel to have those things? I want to feel elated by bringing people together to laugh. Okay, 